Welcome to the Mark Edition of 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 the Mark Edition uh, anyhow, I've just des- I've decided we got to get a little bit lighter here. But right. this is still NFL themed. So. All right. Okay. Football players that actually use real polished silverware in fine china. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a list of ones I believe do this, and they do it like um, every Sunday mm-hmm. that they're not playing football. They yeah. do this. They have uh, they have neighbors over and friends I'm, over. I'm starting to think of a few. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Um, if you got a few, go ahead, and then I'll go into mine. Um, let's see. He's retired now, but remember the guy uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif? Yes. The the Canadian doctor for the Chiefs. Yes, perfect. That's exactly what I'm yes. going for. Yep. He uh, he took the COVID year off to go be a doctor and help in Canada. And then uh, he decided, you know what? I'm just going to stay stay as a doctor. He may have come back for a year. I think he just Well, he came back for a year and the Chiefs cut him because I yeah. think he lost so much during that year that he probably and would he be didn't too really hard care all that much anyway. Yeah, He's I don't like, think it's hard to. But so yeah. I can see him being uh, fine china and sterling silverware and, Okay. Yeah. My first thought was uh, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he look like that kind of guy? He looked he like did. a ski shooter. Yeah. A polo player. Yeah. He looked he looked a little out of place in outdoor sports. He really he did. He seemed yeah. like he'd be more of an indoor sport kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 He wore the weird get-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Uh, you got another guy? Um, I'm going to say uh, Sterling Sharp. Ooh. The wide receiver. You're coming up with ones I didn't even get close to thinking about. I like that. I remember he always dressed really well. Um, he always um, he spoke like a man who knew exactly what he wanted, what he wanted to say Sterling and how he, he wanted to say it. I don't um, know why he's not doing broadcasting. He was so I'm sure eloquent. it's because he doesn't want to. Because he'd be perfect at it. He was really good at it. And yeah. I really think the only reason he's not doing is because he doesn't want to. Yeah, I mean I, he's brother. I he's better than his brother Shannon oh, by much far. Much better. Yeah, Shannon. Skip. He skip. Shannon embraces the on-air persona of the the wild, out of control kind of loose cannon guy. And I do, I do enjoy. I do enjoy Shannon in small increments. Yes, yeah. but. But I always thought I always liked Sterling. I love watching him play. Yeah, I and, did too. Uh, he was such a good receiver. Whenever he was on an, an analysis show and had something to say, I always I remember a lot of time thinking, "Wow, he's exactly right." I mean, he always had something smart to say. So I could see Sterling sharp, but not Shannon. Shannon would eat French fries out of a bag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my next one is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, definitely. Yep. Um, and I just think because he goes on Jeopardy and he's intellectual, he looks rough, but I think at the end of the day, he's like, um, 
we only have civilized dinners around this home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to break out the uh, the uh, china from, uh, um, I don't know, made by monks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, since this is the third Sunday of the of the uh, month, and it's a lunar eclipse, we're going to bring out the uh, special silverware tonight, oh. and we're going to have a stuffed uh, duck uh, with um, a... Come up with some pino grigio. Yes. Um, let's see, new potatoes with braised carrots. Yes. <laughs> and and he, his beard's all trimmed yeah. and his hair is all in place. Yeah. Uh, You're not going to um, find Terry Bradshaw at that table. No, no, no. Yeah. You sit, we sit down from left to the right, uh, the front first. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, uh, Jimmy. Go ahead, sit down first. Okay, now, uh, Ellen, you go ahead and sit down. All right. And then uh, I will be the last to sit down because I am the host. Oh, oh no, no, no. Hey, come here, come here. Uh, is that a spot? <laughs> <laughs> and I could be completely wrong on this, but that's yeah. the way I see him. Um, you got a name? Um, Tony Gonzalez. I can see Tony Gonzalez being very refined. Yeah, just the way he talks. The way okay. he carried himself. Yeah. Yeah. The man took pride in his appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, can, it, I was going to go either Tony G or Lynn Dawson. I think either one of them. I could have seen Lynn Dawson doing that, yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he was very eloquent and he very well-spoken guy. Obviously yeah. very intelligent. He was used to eating dinners out a lot. On yeah, that's right. And, buffets and, and he held down like so many anchor positions, yeah. uh, you know, like we talked about after he passed away. From inside the NFL, it's groundbreaking. And then, uh, you know, to the local, mm-hmm. being the uh, the sports director of KNBC for so many years. Yeah. And also one of one the Fox, you know, being a color commentator for the Chiefs for so long. Yeah. He obviously had to be well-spoken, so I could see that. That was a lot of fun when it was Kevin Harlan doing the play-by-play. Oh, God, yeah. Len Dawson doing the color commentary, and then Bill Grigsby doing the uh, before and after. Yeah, Griggs, Griggs is one that gave him a big hug. Yeah. And then Len Dawson was always like, you can't do that. I mean, he would just be like, you want to win a game, that's the thing you can't do. He was so good because he didn't hold back. Yeah. You know, he knew what was going wrong, and he goes, I don't like this. We're losing the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to step that up. Yeah, and I then remember he talked calling about, him out. Why would they call that play? That's ridiculous. I loved it. <laughs> he go, that play, they were waiting on it, you know. And the other thing I liked is he was so right on the halftime adjustments. He goes, now this is when the Chiefs got to go back and they got to start examining. And the one thing that they got to look at is this right here. And he, he was always right on it. He go, you know, this is what's going wrong and this is what they have to address during halftime. Yeah. So um, my, my next one would be Dan Marino. Oh, yes, Mr. Isotoner Gloves. Yes, yes. yes. He did those Isotoner Glove commercials. Oh, yeah, I could see him down yeah. there, uh, down in Miami uh, in his sunroom. Excuse me. With uh-huh. a pool yep. and a waterfall in his sunroom. And he's like, um, yes, uh, tonight we're going to have... Um, a wandering violin player yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, excuse me. I'm going to um, I'm going to go get the embroidered uh, <laughs> uh, napkins, <Yes. laughs> cloth napkins. Open the next bottle of wine, please. Let it breathe. We'll yeah, be ready for it in an hour. Bring it. He he does the uh, crystal check on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's one. Yeah. <laughs> you got to think about it. Okay. 
both Bosa brothers. Ah. They look rough, but I'd swear that they do this. They use fine china. I think, and, yeah, and I think so their mom like, probably raised them to use fine china and yes. eat like civilized people. Yes, I think so, too. Maybe the Watt brothers, too. And it could even be the JJ Kelsey brothers, TJ. but I'm leaving them alone. They're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They don't need distractions right now. You Kelsey know, brothers just grab a picnic Both of basket. them would listen to our podcast probably yeah. tomorrow when we post this or whatever, and I don't want to be distracted by it, so I'm going to leave them alone. But yeah. it could be them. But I think the Bosa brothers and probably the Watt brothers too. Yeah. And, and TJ's the wild card though. That's the one that they got to keep reeling in. Yeah. And they're like, you know, hey, you know, come here, come here, TJ. You never serve, you never serve the wine <laughs> before you. you He's know. there putting ketchup on his prime rib. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. The other one, Clyde edwards alaire Oh. Okay. Oh, I mean, Hilaire. Hilaire. Yeah, so if you're Joe Buck, you... Uh... Who is iced out of the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> Yay. Another one. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, definitely fine China kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm, I've been skipping over you. you got no, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with a Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was good. That got a pop. That was good. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I can see him in his leisure suit. Yes. <laughs> all right. Now, now let's all sit down for a, for a uh, moment, a moment of silence before the food comes out. Um, He'd be the kind he? of person who would take real, real plates and silverware with him on a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we never use that other stuff. No, 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 no. Eat off of plastic. Are you a barbarian? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh. Okay. I got one. Chris Chandler. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, who's the Zach, the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's he's the guy a, I couldn't think of yesterday. Kind of I, could, I kept thinking Jets, but I couldn't think of his name, so I just He's kinda, a fine the China kind of guy. Yes, he is. Um, Michael Strahan. Mm. Yeah. But he's not so stuck up about it. He's kind of like, no. yeah, we serve good stuff, but you know what? It's uh, yeah. You could take him to like a Longhorn Steakhouse, and, and yeah. And if he didn't have a napkin, he might wipe his mouth with his hand, you know, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. he's not too hoity-toity. But no, no. But you put him in the, the middle of like comes, the, the Tony Awards banquet or something. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll be there clinking silverware with the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's, he's. I think Michael Strahan could probably fit in anywhere. He I goes. think he's good I too. He's That's adaptable. why he's so good on TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everywhere he goes, he probably makes about six friends in the first three minutes. Whoever discovered that guy <laughs> is brilliant because yeah. when he came off of football, I had no idea the guy was so personable and good. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch him a little bit, and then I started going, "Man, you know what? That guy really is that good." He's a lot of fun. He's one of those guys that. You'd really love to hang out with exactly, even if he wasn't a famous football player. Mm-hmm. You know, even if he was just you know the guy who worked at the local glass factory or something, he'd yeah. still be a riot to hang out. Oh with. yeah, and he does hold the record for sacks still. That's true. They do say that Brett Favre gave him that last one. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you know, Brett Favre did kind of lay down, but I don't care. That shows you how good a guy he is. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre's like, I'm going to let him get the record. Yeah. On me. Yeah, and there are probably some sacks that he should have or could have gotten. Yeah, the ones it that were called back out, and by who penalty. cares if he did? That yeah. was the only criticism I've ever heard of it. Yeah. And I personally don't give a shit if he did or yeah. not. And it was probably just Cowboys fans, you know, because yeah, he probably. was a giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. 
Next one. Do you have one? Um, no, you have Eric Berry. Yes. Remember? Eric Berry. He was really well-spoken and soft-spoken. Yeah, they, were, they seemed like he had a lot of depth, you know, because everyone talked about him being the heart of the team and, you know, so well-respected. And it was like, really? Because I never hear, really hear much about him, but I guess he was just when putting into work him where talk, it counted. He thought about what he was saying considerably. Yeah. He didn't just come out and go, well, we did a hard-fought game and it just didn't pan out or nothing. He'd be like, well, we kind of lost it on several levels, yeah. you know. We kind of let the enemy get to us or whatever. You know, he was like that, you know. He was like an in-depth guy, and I really thought, you know, and we're glad he beat cancer, and we're glad that he's living a good life. Yeah. So the, the last one I have, uh-huh. do you have any more? Okay. Marcus Allen. Yes. But only because he's such an arrogant snob. Yes. Uh, yeah, not for the good reason. No. no he, he did a very good job Beverly of Hills having parties. a persona of nice guy Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. But the people who knew Marcus Allen knew he, knew was, he was a dick. He, yeah. He Everybody was kind of a creep. It. Yeah. Yeah. People hated him so much that his car dealership failed. Oh, I know. And that's just a money printing that's machine. That's because it was widely known. If you said hi to him or anything, he'd just fucking snub you. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it done. Who are you to talk to me? Yeah, he really <laughs> thought something of himself. Yeah. And uh, good riddance. Yeah. He'd go stay in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I'm glad he went into the Hall of Fame as a Raider and not a Chief. Yeah, me too. dick he was about the whole situation. And I'm... I'm Glad that Tony G went in as a as a, as a chief and yeah. not a falcon. Yeah. So okay, final, final one that I have is Mark Sanchez. Remember yes. what a superstar he was in New York. He was dating some young actress, and they loved yes. him and thought he was fantastic. And just and then it all crumbled. Yes. <laughs> when he quit producing, all of a sudden, no one gave a shit who he dated or where he went to at night. Yeah. Yeah. People love you when you're holding. Yes. <laughs> then after that, boom. Yeah. Nobody gave a shit about him, including us. Yeah, that's true. Didn't he surface somewhere as an analyst or a coach or something? I think he might be on the NFL Network, maybe. Uh, yeah, Sunday that's morning. where I've seen him. Yeah, He's more like that ass bag, what's his name? Uh, um, shit, not Bum Phillips. Uh, white-haired guy. His dad was a coach, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, well, yeah. you know what? Who cares? Nepotism hire. Yeah, nepotism hire. Yeah. So, and we can go into this a little bit later, but I got sports stars that own a fondue set. <laughs> Nick Lowry would be one. Oh. <laughs> Let's go into Pretty it. Pretty much every know, kicker, yeah. probably. You know? yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Tommy Townshend, but I did not put him on here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tommy Rockstar. Yep. Weird okay. Jesus. This is sports stars <laughs> that we think own a fondue set at home, and they use it. Yes. Number one, Troy Aikman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He yeah. can't have enough of that cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. He's like, oh, yeah, I got some... I got some very good cheese over here. I got a melt, and you guys won't come over here and have a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of the refrigerator Perry. <laughs> Is that my cheese, bitch? Oh, here, here. Here you go. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to get near it. Um, ooh. 
that Raiders quarterback that ate himself out of the league, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell, yeah. yeah. He loves fondue. Oh, oh man, yeah. he just heat up the cheese and drink it. Oh, yeah, he pours it on his cereal. He has Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> he puts fucking fondue cheese on it. <laughs> Justin Herbert. Yes. Yeah, with yeah, that long big hair. Fondue guy. Oh, man. You ever have this cheese when you're stoned? Come over here, man. You can put that Ritz cracker in it. You can put pita. Or you can put tortillas in it, dude. Mmm. Oh, this shit's good. Brett Favre. <laughs> well, he's not ripping off the welfare system in yes. Mississippi. Brett, Allegedly. Brett Favre is one of the guys that at, at a certain point, you'd be daring each other to dip stuff in the cheese. Hey, I dare you to dip that cockroach and eat it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I dare you to dip that cigar butt and eat it. I'll fucking do it, Brett. You watch. I can see Brett Favre doing that. The cheese would look like a garbage dump. And Hey, hey, man. I got Aaron coming over a little bit later. Ass up the cheese. Ass up the cheese. Everybody put a pube in. Hey, we'll eat from this bowl and you put that bowl over here. He's going to sit over here. You put that bowl near him. All the little pieces of bread and stuff just running up your ass crack a few times before Aaron shows up. <laughs> hey, Aaron, glad you can make it. Come on in. <laughs> you love our special sauce. Hey, it's Mike Holmgren. Come on in, Mike. <laughs> oh. Or Andy Reid. Andy Reid was a disciple of that, too. True. Andy, come on. Oh, no, he's busy with the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's yeah, got, he's got right. stuff to do. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he'd yep. be a fondue kind of guy. Yeah, and but he wouldn't eat very much of it because it'd be bad on his body. Yes. Yeah, he yes. would just do it for everyone coming over. Yes, he would. He would spear like little broccoli florets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kale with a little tempura batter and fry those up. Oh, where's my pieces of kale? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could stab a fondue fork through kale. I mean, those yeah, forks right. are pretty sharp. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kale is one of the toughest man-made substances ever. Well, I mean, it is a joke that someone thought, you know. Yeah. Yeah, kale is so awful that you can't put it in the garbage in the house. You got to wait till garbage day, and you got to throw it in the bag out there, and you also have to stand present to make sure the guy throwing it away doesn't get harmed. Yeah. Yeah. And if they know there's kale in it, they'll leave it behind and say, no, take yeah, it to the toxic right. waste facility. Yeah, we can't have this. It's too bad on everything around it. I think kale, wasn't kale originally developed as like the heat, heat shielding for the space shuttle? Yes, yeah. You know, so on the re-entry, you know, the kale would burn off very slowly. And the, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. And then some guy, he, what happened is he said, hey... I'll bet you a hundred bucks that I get people to eat this and love it and say they love it. And they're like, no fucking way. No way. And guess what he did? He got people to eat it it and act like they love it. Probably an April Fool's Day joke that went wrong. Yeah, it probably was. He's probably like, watch this, guys. (laughs) God, there was an April Fool's joke that was uh, the the PT Cruiser. Uh, I remember those little fuck jobs of cars. Chrysler started a rumor that they were going to put out a Star Wars edition for a paint job and everything. And they got so much positive response that they actually went ahead and did it. (laughs) It was a joke that turned out, oh my God, people actually want this. Oh my God, I've got to see this atrocity. Yeah, so apparently if you put Star Wars on anything, people will buy it. I'm going to Google Image. Oh, hey, there's a filthy beam. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, cool. Yep. 
Cool. Everybody needs to start their day with a filthy bean. Yep, yep. Google image that terrarium. It's, man, look how cool that looks. Yeah. And so, um, let's see. Star, Star Wars edition of the PT Cruiser. <laughs> These pictures should match. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at that. Oh, man, my eye hurts. I, I would play them, but they're all YouTube. People are like, oh, hey, look yeah, at There's this one trip. that looks like a giant Stormtrooper helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, what an atrocity. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay, anyhow, let's see, where was I? Um, on new sets. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got one? Um, Not, not off the top of my head. Rob Gronka- Gronkowski. Yes. Yeah. Except it, he would keep sticking his dick in it. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me, Rob. You? <laughs> Man, if you've seen him in the previews for that awful movie, 80 for Brady, uh-huh. Rob Gronkowski is is in there. Man, he just looks like a total moron that he is. I don't think he just looks like it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, you, have you seen the previews for that movie? No, I haven't. It's no. Sally Field, Rita Moreno, Lily Tomlin, and Jane Fonda. Is it out already? Or yeah. Not? And it's they it's all based on a true story, and they're all eighty year old women that want to go to the Super Bowl because they're all in love with Tom Brady, and it's when he was still a Packer. And the preview is full of little bits from the movie, and it looks like the most. Who was still a Packer? I mean, uh, Patriot. Sorry, Brady okay. was still a Patriot. I was trying to think if Gronkowski came. From, okay, okay, sorry. I got you. Okay, no, no. <laughs> but no, the little fine. bits they show in the previews, man, it looks awful. Just the most horrible, hackneyed fanboy piece of shit they could ever put out. <laughs> and the fact that those four actresses are in it means they're all really and hard Grunk up for was money. In it too? Yeah, playing himself. Yeah, you know, Lily is- Tomlin's like snuggling up, saying, "Ooh, you're very large," and he's looking at her, "Oh, thank you." Like he wants to have sex with some 80-year-old lesbian, which Lily Tomlin is. It is, yeah. But oh, just the stupidity of this whole thing. And they're trying to... I think somebody came up with this movie hoping they could release it now while Brady was ready to get, head off to the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers for the last time. Yeah. But Brady shit down his leg. I mean, yeah, and, and he's out of the playoffs. So yeah. like... Well, we got this movie. Might as well just throw this piece of shit out there and see what happens. The thing that gets me about Brady <laughs> so is awful. not only did he ruin himself, but he ruined the whole team, too. Yeah. Now they can't. They have nobody. They have all this money going out and nobody left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So he, like, basically yeah. just destroyed this team to get his way. And now he's going to march out somewhere else and have someone else do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm standing by my uh, uh, prediction that he's completely... Uh, change the way people are going to look back at his career. I mean, I he's really that. tainted his legacy by this Before he really was this, disastrous last season. He was this all-American boy that did the the white Michael Jordan, if you will. Yeah. Great guy. Everybody Success loved everywhere him. he goes. And yeah, now it. Well, it was just like I was talking, and then uh, uh, an old boss of mine put up. I put up on the internet, you know, how the article about how Tom Brady said that Joe Mahomes not wanting to come out of the game against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Is what made him such a winner. Uh huh. 
Okay. And then uh, my my friend that used to be my boss, he put up, no, he's, that's just his attempt to get back in the spotlight. Yep. And then you said the same thing. I got to think about it. That's true. At the bottom, Mahomes, uh, Brady put in the line, greatness knows greatness. Exactly. So that's Brady talking so himself up, putting himself in the with, same conversation with Mahomes. Yeah, he couldn't do it without patting himself on the back. Yeah. So, so he's yeah. giving the impression that he's bestowing his blessing on Tom on uh, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. Bull fucking shit. No, I know. All he was doing is he couldn't <laughs> wait to insert himself in the sentence. Yes, yes. Yeah. So. Look at me. Everyone look at me. He's the reason he left the AFC. Yeah. He didn't want to face a guy every year after year. I yeah. mean, he, he knew he'd never make the Super Bowl again if he had to go through Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, ask Josh Allen. I mean, you know, and... Mm-hmm. and and now, as Joey Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yes. <laughs> that was another thing Romo couldn't get right. Joe Burrow's nickname is Joe Cool. Yes. And Romo was calling him Mr. Cool, um, Cool Joe, just anything but the actual name. He kept screwing that up over and over. He's so ill-prepared, and he just flails. He'll say something stupid, and then, ah, 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 and then he'll say another thing stupid, ah, 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 and then he'll run around and try to. God. Yeah, uh, it's he has consistently gotten worse, and it's and, amazing how he can sit up in the booth and pick apart these defenses so perfectly. But when he was on the playing field, sure actually couldn't. playing against them, he had no clue. Exactly, amazing how that works. Especially, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, another thing uh, is is. Uh, CBS is going to have to reel him in. Mm. They're going to have to reel him in and say, look, you're going to quit taking over the broadcast with stupid shit. Yeah. You're going to settle down, get in your place, or we're going to have another league guy, and you're just going to be one out of three people. It's like he needs to fill every moment until the very next snap of the ball. It's like, no, you give the play-by-play person some time to talk and set up but he, he just yammers on and on and on, and sometimes the next play is going, and he's still hammering away at some trivia point that had nothing to do with the last play anyway. I would love to see them get Kevin Harlan right next to him. Have Kevin Harlan yes. start uh, start being the main guy, and uh, Romo wouldn't be able to say half this shit. And give Kevin Harlan a sharpened pencil, and when Romo starts to go off, Harlan could just jab him in the thigh yeah. with that pencil. Yeah. That'll be his little shut up, Romo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Oh, I'd love to have the job to slam a, uh, a pointy object into Romo and make tell him to shut up. I'll do that all day. Wouldn't even have to pay me. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, I'd be that guy. Like, I volunteer to use fishing line and some catfish hooks to, to sew his lips shut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll fly myself out. Yeah. Um, Bill Belichick is my next one. Yeah, yeah, he's a fondue right. kind of guy. I think, I think this uh, this uh, fondue is really good. Yeah, oh, it's good, man. Here, come here, come here. I yeah, agree. See, you got this. You got this damn piece of cheese here, and you got this yeah. fucking bread. And just yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. He melted it all together and ate it. Mm. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Kind of like the sling blade guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and bowl fried taters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one you may or may not know because okay. I, I did a little examination of the guy because a good friend of mine is a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields. Huh. Yeah, I don't see the Bears games too much. Yeah, I'm just I'm a little bit more familiar with him because, like I said, a good friend loves him. And I'm yeah. just like, I got to look at him. I'm like, you know what? I think he is a fondue guy. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of the ones of, where most people are going to go, yeah. okay, all right, whatever. I think a lot of defensive linemen would be fond of you guys, so we can just kind of offensive dominate linemen too. them. Yeah. yeah, all, yeah. All well, linemen. I got one offensive lineman on here, mm-hmm. uh, but the next one is Josh Allen. Yes. I think Josh Allen's a cheese guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, a little uh, hot sauce in the cheese. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be like, hey, hey, Patrick, come on over here, man. I got some, uh, I got some cheese going. I got a little hot sauce in it, man. We got seven different types of tortilla chips, dude. Yeah. Hey, bring Kelsey too. You can even dip your wings in the cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got someone bringing over some wings, man. Come on over, man. We're on a blast. Uh, number eight. Okay. Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, has four of them, though. Mm. Yeah, he's like, man, I got four different types of fondue cheeses going, mm. and I got I got this. You can put it on vegetables. You can put it on anything you want. I got a spread on the table. So just whatever you feel like, just go grab it and, like, dump it in the cheese. You dip in the first one, then dip in the second one for a second coat, and then dip yeah, in the third, the third one for one, a third yeah. coat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Triple-coated cheese. Triple-coated cheese. That's Creed Humphrey. I yep. wish I could eat cheese again. Makes me hungry. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even mean to do that to you. <laughs> well, I get the fake cheese. I mean, the tofu that, stuff. That fake cheese is good. It actually is pretty good, yeah. And I'm sorry I committed the ultimate sin during the championship game. I got out the chicken crack that you had, uh-huh. and I ate too much of everything else. I wasn't able to finish it, and I felt horrible leaving it on the plate. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah. got a fake cheese chicken crack that is just a chicken buffalo dip that is so freaking good. Yeah, that's why we call it crack. Yeah. Oh, it's crack. <laughs> oh, it's crack. Mm. Good shit. Number nine, Sean McDermott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he definitely. I see his little fucking red face just lighting up with cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, Man, this cheese is so fucking good. <laughs> Man, oh. it's fucking good. Ex, uh, Ex-49ers quarterback, Jeff Garcia. Oh, he would love fondue. Big fondue yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And I think Elvis Girl Scout would, too. Yeah. Gerback, ex, uh, ex-49er, Kansas City Chief. I, you know, maybe Garcia would go so far as to have fondue and fine china. Ah, uh, yes. Wow. I think we crossover. found the crossover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Patient Zero, the crossover. The crossover. <laughs> the singularity. Jeff Garcia, ex-49er <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> and then Terrell Owens would crash the party. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Look at me. I'm going to go do push-ups in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do, sit-ups in his driveway or something in front yeah. of reporters? God, yeah. that guy was a oh, attention-sinking oh, nightmare. Gosh, yeah. And I think this is after Andy Reid already cut him, wasn't it? Yeah. Andy Reid tried to revive his career and did for a while, and they yeah. come close to winning the Super Bowl with him. Yeah. Uh, even with him injured, they came close to him winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but um, he would after that, they're just like, nah, we, we just can't put up with it anymore. Too big a distraction. He already had Michael Vick on the team, you know, oh, yeah. who who did who did settle down and did obey and do good and all that. And my last one is Charles Barkley. Yes. I think he's a big fondue guy. Him and his yeah. Subway sandwiches. Hey, I, I, I think uh, I think his cheese gonna be really good, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so that is my fondue ones. All right. So, all right. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert system. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. 
This clever machine has three distinct settings, Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renews It cartridge. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags and a microphone invade your ear holes in okay, three, two douchebags two, and a microphone. One. I am Mark. I'm Topher. We're at the City Market, our home base. Um, kind of a quiet Tuesday. A few people walking around, but not that many. It's a uh, cold morning. Yeah, it's a cold morning and the championship. It's that lull in between the championship and the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which we're going to. I mean, we're not personally going to the Super Bowl. I mean, Kansas City Kansas Chiefs. City, yeah. yeah. So, but anyhow, when the da- draft comes here next spring, we're going to go down there. Oh, well, we already got our. Uh, they came. We already there. got our yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, did you see him? I I forwarded. I think I did. I forward it to uh-huh. you. Yet? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be there. Yep. We got some <laughs> douchebags at, um, at the draft. We got some interesting questions for some different people. Yeah, hoping we can. Uh, Managed to snag the commissioner walking by and see if you can sit if down nothing, and talk I'll to yell us. at him when yeah. he's walking by. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll get a reaction out of him somehow. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Yo, what do you think about the Pro Bowl being played as flag football this year? And naming like Snoop Dogg a team captain and somebody uh, else, and, and then they're going to be coached by what, like Jack Black and yeah, would well, you consider that Green? Yeah, it's just it's not football anymore. They no. might as well just make it a video game. That would be a reason not to watch it for me. Yeah, why don't I just go watch a fucking game show? That you let you nominate these people to the Pro Bowl because they're really great at playing football, and then they go there and you don't. Have them play football. You make a mockery of it. Like, yeah. hey, 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 look at my buzzer. Isn't that yeah. great? No, no, no. Hey, here, here comes the clown. Well, I understand the NFL won't give up the game because they make millions of dollars on the game. Yeah. Uh, the, the TV networks are required to carry it, required to air it. Mm-hmm. So the NFL rakes in what? You know, about two and a half million dollars per team. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how far they can go in that direction, though. Yeah, and still maintain anything, because I think that the base of the NFL doesn't want to see it. Yeah, and they want to would... see someone throwing the football. They want to see someone catching the football. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? They don't want to see all these little side attractions. I know. It's. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the next round of negotiations with the TV networks for the broadcasting that that the broadcasters would say, okay. But preseason games, you know, we get huge discount. And Pro Bowl, we're not even airing it. Uh, yeah. You know, put that shit on YouTube or pay-per-view and see how much people really want it. I say YouTube. That would yeah. be a great platform for it because the people that actively seek it can get it. I, I, you know, YouTube is trying to get the NFL game day packaged where, you know, you buy the package and you see every game and whatever. That YouTube is angling to be the provider of that. Oh, look at this dumbass. Actually, the people here are the dumbass. That guy's going the right way. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of room, but lots of times the people park too far down. I'm yeah. talking about the parking here. There's, it's, it's one way in some of the sections, and people ignore the one people way People jump all around the, the one way, and then they're, yeah. both of them are just sitting there. Both cars are looking at each other around the corner, and they can't move. I used, to, I used to have one-way streets on various mail routes, and every now and then people would... would call out to me say how come you're looking both ways before crossing a one-way street it's like because i've seen cars going the wrong way exactly yeah well i've more than more than a handful of times 
there. They are barreling the wrong way down, and they know they're going the wrong way, and they don't care because they don't want to have to drive around the block. And yeah, and they, and they don't care if they hit you because they stole that car. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, it was Wyandotte County, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, what we used to do as uh, teenagers at, at the uh, railroad crossings out on gravel roads. You turn your lights off to see if you see the, uh, um, the train lights. Yeah. The train lights would have a strobe light and a really strong uh, uh, front light. And you'd see it coming, but yeah. if your own lights were on, you wouldn't see that. You'd suck if the train did that, too. <laughs> I'm going to turn my lights off, see if there's a car. They can't stop that fast. No. Yeah. Anyhow, um, you were speaking a little bit ago about something I actually known about and been through this town <coughs> several times because I used to go down to Dallas a lot. Uh-huh. And I used to go through this town just it's- because, because I know its history. Pitcher, so, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and I believe it used to be Pitcher, Kansas. Um, there was a Letcher, Kansas. Okay, but it wasn't Pitcher when um, they moved it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I'll look at it later. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay, so Pitcher, Oklahoma, it's down in uh, this tri-state mining area, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Missouri. Yeah. Um, but... They used to strip mine, which is horrible. Yeah. And that's where they just dig a big hole, take all the coal out of it, and then just leave the hole. Yeah. Um, it was about 1918 that uh, prospectors from a mining company found large deposits of lead and zinc mm-hmm. there. So that pretty much made the town spring up and exist from 1918 till about 1970, was this enormous lead and zinc mine. Um, and they would tunnel, they tunneled down beneath the city and then they had these enormous rooms and passageways going everywhere. And, um, as, as I understood the, what they're talking about, they had to remove, um, an enormous amount of rock and dirt mm-hmm. to get to the ore seams. And yeah. then they just pile that stuff all, all around the town in these big giant piles enough. So visitors thought that it was like a mountain range. It's like, no, these are just hills of mill tailings. <laughs> They'd have to get, let's see, it was 18 tons of ore to produce one ton of lead. Yeah. But all the mill tailings, all the, the mine waste, etc., was the stuff they said, you know, isn't even worth processing. Yeah. Um, so the ore, it all started running out about 1970. And uh, the... Uh, the mine shut down, and then they turned off the pumps that were pumping all the groundwater out to keep the mine dry. And it didn't take more than a year or so for the entire mine to fill up with water. And then that water started leaking up uh, out of the ground because instead of having to go through you know thousands of feet of rock and dirt, it just went up the mine shaft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here was all this super saturated water full of all sorts of horrible, horrible chemicals, and it's just seeping everywhere. Um, all those piles of, uh, of mine tailings, the people were told by the mining company, oh, don't worry about those. There's so little lead in those, they're not even worth processing. Mm-hmm. Which was true, but people presumed that also meant there was so little that it was safe for people. Exactly. But that's not the case. No. All they did was say, it's not worth it for us to extract the ore from it, and then let people presume you know, the we rest. Ought to do a, <laughs> we ought to do a podcast from the original picture. Yeah. We should. You I can actually still go there. Yeah. Yeah, you um, can. 
So, you know, all these, uh, they said like in the 70s, kids started testing with the just enormous lead levels in their system. Yeah. Uh, cancers were cropping up, all sorts of learning disabilities, etc. And did you um, know another problem, another ancillary problem they had? Mm-hmm. You can look this up. People were running their dune buggies down there over the hills. Uh-huh. And there on the other side was a huge hole with water. Uh-huh. They'd fall in it and never come out. No. Yeah, pretty nasty water too. Yeah, it happened a lot. They'd they'd be like zipping over. Hey, watch this! Boom, gone. Bye. Never get them again. <laughs> so, and they were started having a lot of subsidence. The uh, the empty rooms of the uh, mine down <coughs> below ground, the ground would would crumble in, and you know whole big sections of neighborhoods would just sink down thirty or forty feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they and started. Buying out the people with children, saying, "Okay, we'll we'll pay for your home, pay for your relocate, get you out of town, so your kids don't die." Um, but then everyone else started going too, and now the the town is just abandoned. Yeah, uh, and nobody lives there. Let me clarify something: were the dune buggies mm-hmm. that was not Pitcher, Kansas, or Oklahoma, that was close to. Mm. Uh, it was over in that area because it, it got widely known that those little sharp hills and stuff uh-huh. were great for dune buggies. But a lot of people, you know, yeah. I don't think they had the Internet when this was going on. No. They couldn't research it, so they go down there hearing about this. Uh-huh. And they would go over the hills, and then they end up in this uh, large pit dead. Well, they never found the people. They, they had no way of getting them. Yeah. And so. the ones that didn't fall in the pit, they're breathing all that dust. Yes. They're going to get lead poisoning, too. Yes. Yeah. And it was a big thing, I think, I believe, in the mid-70s where people were doing that. And then Mm -hmm. finally, they somehow got it stopped. I don't know how, but anyhow. Um, Anyhow, go ahead with everything that you're saying because I'm very familiar with this. And and I've known about this. And it's been like a phenomenon that, you know, that... Yeah. That, you know, that... So go ahead. They're moving the town. They're paying for everything. Yeah, they, they, everyone started relocating. They, they paid to relocate most of the people in the town. Um, there's nobody that lives there now, and all the houses are crumbling and falling. And, and now it's it's a massive cleanup site. Mm-hmm. Um, they went around and showed uh, a number of pipes coming up out of the ground that uh, had water coming out at a rate of like 25 gallons a minute. And they said, you know, this is cleaned water coming out of the mines you know it's been you know run through these processes and this and that and then it runs from this pool to that pool and then to that pool and then to that pool and then they got to the end and said here's the end of the water coming out and it's it's clean water and it's it's fine for everybody but there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of gallons of water in there and they're only processing it at about 25 gallons a minute it's going to take decades to clean all this up and those big piles of uh, rock and dirt are still sitting around and they've got to move those you know one shovel one dump truck at a time and go clean it up or find a hole to dump it in or something Uh, the guy took a a sensing device and he put it right down on top of the uh, pile and he said okay the lead level is a little high Uh, it's about double what you normally you know consider safe and the zinc level is up, you know, about three times. And then he kicked away the first few inches and stuck the probe down in again, and the readings went way, way up. <laughs> so the first inch or two have weathered out quite a bit, which but just means that, yeah. 
you know, which just means it's getting into the environment too. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk by and there's a windy day and it picks up that it picks it up and dirt. Picks it, yeah, yeah, it's blowing into your streams and your lakes. It's blowing into your house and breathing. there's a lot of lakes and streams down there yeah. in that area. I mean, Grand Lake of the Cherokees is not too far away. Um, yeah. It could even go over um, to uh, Palm de Tar, Stockton. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of lakes in that area and a lot of rivers, fishing rivers that people go fishing into. Yeah, and that's a big industry too, is the, mm-hmm. the recreational fishing and boating and skiing and all that stuff. But it, it struck me that uh, a, a mining company come in and just create this enormous disaster of environment and then just walk away. And that's what they did too. Yeah, they yeah. they never well, they paid, paid a penny. for people. They moved the town, and that's yeah. really about all they did. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's the town that used to be. I thought it was Pitcher, Kansas, but maybe it was never Kansas. Maybe it was always Oklahoma. It was right up against Kansas. I'm yeah. gonna have to look that up. But I thought there was like something like they they were in Kansas, but then they had to have an Oklahoma um, yeah. address because they moved them just over the state line. That's probably it. Yeah. So and then. In, there's a town in Washington called Hanford. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, oldest brother, used to work there uh, at the Hanford Nuclear Reservation is what they called it. Oh, my God. Uh, Hanford was one of the sites uh, that I think was built in uh, the 40s, 1940s, to help develop the atom bomb. And oh, it's, wow. it's been in operation ever since. It's enormously polluted, um, but still in operation. Uh, they're still working and, and using it. At the same time, they're trying to do cleanup. So they're cleaning up their mess all around while they're still they're refining uranium and other radioactive materials. My brother's a geologist, so he worked oh, there okay, as, that's cool. as part of the environmental impact. You know, how, what an interesting job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have gone into you know looking for mineral deposits or working for an oil company to try to find oil deposits. But he wound up working a lot for environmental cleanup. Yeah. You know, they'd find a polluted site. He would help organize the cleanup. You know, how does this affect the groundwater? How is it going to disperse? How far out do we need to dig? That kind of stuff. A lot of math. A lot of uh, computer modeling. But uh, he set up the Hanford Nuclear Reservation. I mean, there's stuff there dating dating back 80 years, you know, to the 1940s, and it's just, you got to be careful where you go. There are sites there that are just awful. Wow. (laughs) Just horribly deadly, and you just don't go there unless you got (laughs) all the right protective gear. But they're still working. By golly, they're still producing. Coincidentally, I've got a little side story. Yeah. Okay. Down in that area is uh, really close is Pittsburgh, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, what would you say, catacorner to Joplin over in Kansas. It's southeast yeah. Kansas, extreme southeastern Kansas. It's a college town. Yes, it is. Yeah, the yes. Pitt State uh, Gorillas. Yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh State Gorillas in uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Nice town. Been through there several times. They got a Brahms there, so you can get a banana split if you yeah. go down there. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, they got a diner that's really good too. Yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania has an H at the end. Pittsburgh, Kansas does not. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Or one one doesn't have one has an H and one doesn't. Well, this is where uh, a friend of mine, uh, no longer a friend of mine, Mac, he was smashed, and we're going down to Grand Lake of the Cherokees, Mm -hmm. and we got lost on a side road because we're looking for that diner that everybody said was so good. And there's an old lady, like, uh, trimming her rose bushes. Mm-hmm. And Mac rolled down the window and he said, Hey, lady, I love your bushes. 
<laughs> and I was like, we are going to go to jail. We're going to get killed. If yeah. not, oh, God. No, he said, I love your bush, not bushes. He goes, uh, I love your bush. <laughs> and she said, oh, thank you. I've been growing them for years. I'm like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. So anyhow. It sounded like something my other brother, John, did once we were driving through a small town. And he just rolled the window down and yelled at somebody. He said, hey, are you a hick? Like, like he's a tourist at a zoo or something. It's like, oh my God, we're gonna get shot. <laughs> he didn't like her name. <laughs> you just seen the 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 grimace he got. He's like, you see him like stop and look over, and then you see him mouthing it and go, Urgh. and then he was laughing. We ain't for everybody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we're proud of it. Yes. Um, if you don't like us, we don't like you. So there. There we go. Yeah, yeah. it's fair. Pretty standard, right? Yeah. Okay, but um, back to uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas. Yes. Just north of Pittsburgh, Kansas, there's this little town. I guess you'd call it a suburb, if you will. I guess. Um, Frontenac. Oh, I've heard of Frontenac. Frontenac, Kansas. Yeah. Frontenac, Kansas, out on a gravel road, about two miles. Mm-hmm. There are two chicken places right next to each other, and these are old. One of them is the old. Uh, house the chicken annie oh like an old farmhouse yeah 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 cool yep and then later on her cousin chicken mary right next door which is more of a metal shed type of building chicken annie was really famous for her chicken around frontenac people loved her chicken and they had people over sunday chicken dinner you know but she never charged for it or nothing it's just like hey come on over and get some chicken they grew their own chickens cool yeah and they're out there with the block you know (laughs) yep yeah no more whatever whatever you call pens so so uh anyhow um some of these uh miners around there heard about chicken annie's chicken they said oh it's so good and they're like shit we can't get anything down here because there's nothing down here at the time. No. Pittsburgh, probably, I don't know if it's a college town yet even or not. I don't know. Yeah. So. Probably a were, lot of people just sold meals out of their house because there's nowhere else to eat. Well, that's what ha- ended up happening is, is two people went up and knocked on her door. Two or three, I don't know. I think it's two people. It, this is the way the story goes. Uh, and Anyhow, they knocked on her door and they said, hey. Uh, you know, we heard about your chicken. We're miners. We have no place to eat. Would you make our chicken every day if we paid you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. You know. <laughs> so, anyhow, these two kept going back to their wherever they ate at with the, this fucking awesome chicken, and the yeah. rest were like, ah. <laughs> so then there's like a groundswell of all of them going up and knocking on her door. So, and then more people start going, oh, she's selling chicken. So it became so popular that she actually. Um, uh, turned her home into the restaurant and moved down the road. Yeah. And that became Chicken Annie's. And really, really good chicken, even to this day. I've been there, I, well, I probably have been there for about 10 years, but it's great chicken. And very affordable, too. They yeah. grew their own chickens and all that. And then um, she got so popular, and every Saturday night there'd be so many people that couldn't even get in. Oh, They'd yeah. run out of chicken, or it was just too late. You know, it was like 10 o'clock and there's still 200 people waiting. Yeah. So it was like, well, shit, we're sorry. We got to get out of here. We got to be up in the morning to open this place up, you know. So then they take an ancillary list and they go, okay, you guys are the first ones tomorrow. Do you want to come back tomorrow? So they took a little list. That's nice. And then, you know, Sunday morning they go in there and have their chicken dinner. Yeah. So that got so popular that her, with the 
Chicken Annie's Blessing, Chicken Mary opened up the same recipe because it's a family recipe right yeah. next door. And then that way they could serve everybody. Yeah. And to this day, both restaurants are out there in the middle of nowhere, two miles <laughs> out on a gravel road. Both of them do very well still to this day. And then they have another place um, in the main town of Frontenac, which isn't that big, yeah. called Bartos, Idle Hour Chicken. Huh. And it's really good, too. Now, you know what Idle Hour Chicken is? No. A bar. Okay. Okay, that time between 2 and 3 or 3 and 4 or whenever, when everybody, like the daytime people already went home, and then the people uh, that are coming in in the evening aren't off work yet. Yeah. So they called that the idle hour, that the taverns that were open during the day and then in the evening. Some of them only opened up at four or whatever. They didn't have an idle hour. Yeah. So they called it Bartow's Idle Hour Chicken because at idle hour, they would be frying up chicken for the people coming in at night. Mm. And then finally, that chicken got so popular because it was a recipe like the other two recipes, but a little bit different. They did like maybe, I think they did like a buttermilk when the other ones didn't. And so there's actually in that area three really of the top-notch chicken places that are actually on the Travel Channel and a wow. lot of other places. So, and that all came from these uh, places that are, you know, that were mining towns. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome to get there in one small area. You get three really great chicken places. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we need to do that sometime. Let's go do a podcast down there. I like that idea. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Get some great chicken, eat it on air. I can eat some yeah. chicken. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. I'm a chicken eater. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, anyhow, um, that's our uh, pitcher Oklahoma slash chicken story. Yeah. So, uh, have you heard about the six doctors that devise an experiment and publish the results about eating Legos? Oh. Yeah. No, I haven't heard this. Oh, oh God. Each of them swallowed a awesome. Lego head since science journalist Sabrina Engler. Lego <laughs> head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they wanted to basically see how long it took to swallow and excrete a plastic toy. Oh, God. So they shit these things out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. So. I don't want to be the lab assistant. <laughs> Here, pick through that turd and see if you can find that little Darth Vader head in there. <laughs> <laughs> When I read this, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm sure we paid for that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that was a million-dollar grant from something. They <laughs> closed down a homeless shelter so they could fund this Lego research. <laughs> so um, the study excluded th- it included uh, three criteria. A previous gastrointestinal surgeon, the inability to ingest foreign objects uh, was their their premise to doing this. Yeah. An aversion to searching through fecal matter. <laughs> so you got to be willing to do some sketchy yes. stuff. Yeah. So you had to be a gastrointestinal surgeon. The the ability to infest, uh, to ingest. So you were the surgeon, and you were the one actually digesting the Lego, and you're also the one picking it out of your shit. So I guess if you were a gastrointestinal surgeon, yeah, you'd be uh, so, well informed on the risks you're taking. Yes, and here's the other thing: is they divide this thing to figure out exactly how long it took a fart score, oh my God. found and retrieve and retrieve time. 
Oh my god. F A R T. Of course it's fart. A fart <laughs> score. Of course. And anyhow, it goes on to some other stuff, but man, I mean, didn't I cover it all right there? Yeah, man, it's pretty Isn't much that pretty all much you need it? To know. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So, oh my god. So um, these uh, scientists slash doctors mm. all swallowed a Lego head, and they all picked it out of their shit, <laughs> and they all had a fart score. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. How? <laughs> that's what I thought is: is why in the world would you do that? Just Who cares? Had some grant money to eat up. So. Actually, idiots like me to actually publish this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, uh, yeah, I, I had heard of some uh, bizarre studies that take place uh-huh. that you really don't think about, but like uh, decomposition times for bodies. You've seen the TV shows where the, the forensic... Uh, specialist swoops in and said, this body's been here for two weeks. Uh-huh. Well, the way they figure all that stuff out is they have to put actual human bodies in various conditions and then monitor them and see how long it takes for them to rot and decompose. And, <laughs> and they get all those bodies from people who leave their bodies to medical science when they die. Or homeless people who don't, you know, have anyone to clean the body, whatever. And they do all sorts of things like, okay, how long would a body last if we put it in sandy soil that's wet and there are a lot of uh, nearby crabs and seagulls? And they actually go and do that. And they have people, you know, little body farms where they go and <laughs> check on them every day. The way they, and they'll, they'll put various foods in these people's stomachs and see how long it takes for the food to break down so that way they can use that kind of testing on a found body and say okay he's got this in the stomach he must have eaten it 12 hours ago I believe that's how they caught a murder this guy killed a lot of women mm-hmm. uh, I remember seeing it on TV on one of those you know those detective shows uh-huh. and anyhow this like guy that was like a sexual offender worked there uh-huh. and the type of food that she had in her stomach came from that from that restaurant. Yeah, and yeah. they said, check this restaurant out, go through and get a list of everybody that works there. And then this guy had done something like that years before, like did the same thing like yeah. he did to this woman. Like whatever, yeah. brutalized her, raped her, killed her, all that shit. And that's how they caught him. So that's why they do stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it's not like you can program a computer to guess, you know. Oh, if I eat three French fries and a half cup of red wine along with four breath mints, how long would it take? No, they have to actually go figure that stuff out. By yeah, and they go, well, she had to have had this that <laughs> same day uh-huh. or the day before, you know, or yeah. whatever. And then they go and get a list of the people that would have been there that day. Yeah. Because that stuff doesn't hold up in court unless it's, yeah. you know, And then they find their chief it. suspect like that. They're like, yeah. well, this guy done this before, and he was there that day, so. Imagine being the person who works there, and you've got a little clipboard, and you go around looking at all the bodies. Well, this one has lost an eyeball today, so I'm going to mark that one down. <laughs> this one smells extra, extra gassy this day. <laughs> God. You see, yeah, I don't know. The people that can do that, I don't know. I... I you want to think they're creepy, but are they? I mean, or are they just void of emotion? Or maybe this is just like, well, somebody's got to do this job. I'll just decide not to worry about it. You know, they just yeah, it could be like that too. Just kind of like, you know, what? this is what I do for a living. It pays well, so you know, yeah. whatever. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, I would not want to work on the body farm. Nah, me neither. That doesn't yeah. sound like uh, fun at all. 
constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Don't be ashamed of who you are. That's your parents' job. This is, if fish could drive, what kind of car would they drive? That's always bugged me throughout my time. Yeah, me too. I, I find myself going to that often during the day. <laughs> well, it turns out that if you put an actual fish tank on wheels, uh, you can teach a goldfish how to drive. Uh, okay. Israeli scientists, they, they taught six different goldfish how to drive on land by putting their fish tank on wheels. They're called fish-operated vehicles, FOVs. <laughs> They even got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've seen okay. the video for this. Uh, it's it's like a little Mars rover kind of looking thing. Oh, wow. And you've got the little fish in the tank, and they're repeatedly bumping against the front of the tank. And that makes the vehicle go forward. And then if they bump, if they bump their lips on the side of the tank, then the vehicle turns that direction. So they're actually hitting different parts of the tank and looking outside to see where they are and steering the vehicle themselves. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And wow. the, the motivation for this is a treat. So they're doing all this because they know there's food at the end. So they're, they're like little dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. Like, um, come here, Fido, come here. <laughs> Want a treat? So it took a few days of training, but the fish started learning how to drive and exactly where to go to get their treat. They were able to overcome obstacles like dead ends, wrong turns, something blocking their way. So it's not like they just memorized one path and did it over and over again. They had to think about it. You see, I find this amazing um, because we're talking about something that doesn't die when it freezes. Yeah. You know, yeah. my koi pond freezes over every year, mm -hmm. and every year thaws out and the fish are flying around again it's like how the hell did that happen frozen solid it it's been uh discovered that goldfish and well they're basically a carp a lot yeah, of carp yeah, this way carp, yeah um they really don't have a natural lifespan they die when something kills and eats them or they catch a disease but to just get old and die because their body wears out it doesn't happen to them they just keep going Wow. On and on and on. So there could be a goldfish 100 years old if it didn't get a disease? Yeah. There, there was a goldfish experiment done where some, some folks, uh, uh, scientists, uh, kept goldfish in a lab. And they created basically the perfect environment for it. And they wanted to see how long the goldfish would live. Mm -hmm. uh, I read about this when I was in my 20s, so that would be four, like 40 years ago. Uh -huh. And at the time, they said the experiment is still going on. However, all the scientists that started the experiment have died of old age. Oh, wow. And the goldfish is over 80 years old and still going. So by wow. now, it would be over like 120 years old. And they said wow. the, the goldfish just looks like a perfectly normal, healthy goldfish. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it just keeps getting bigger. Well, it doesn't age because it doesn't have a natural lifespan. Yeah, it's weird. So interesting. Maybe maybe goldfish are going to be Uber drivers of the future. Uh, they should teaching. be. <laughs> well, it said that the reason that they were trying that they were doing this, teaching them how to drive, is they wanted to know how fish navigate unfamiliar environments. Like, say, a storm happens, and uh, they're swept from their natural uh, area where they hang out, you know, hundreds of miles away. 
down like a storm surge and suddenly they're in new environments how do they learn how do they adapt you know do they just up and die you know a creature like a turtle um, if you take it more than you know five or six miles away from where you find it it's so unfamiliar that its surroundings that it just dies it has no idea where it is and how to get back to where it was before they're very very keyed to their home turf so apparently fish can uh, can handle the change of location and they're trying to figure out how it is that they learn and adapt so I guess that's one reason to do a fish research I guess so <laughs> but you you guys ought to have Google the video. It's, it's pretty pretty cool watching these fish just picking their way along and trundling down Google the street. After you filthy bean. Yeah, you got to you got to check that out first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So. I've heard that four out of five fish prefer Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's electric car. Are they gonna do this in water? Oh, you're right. Electric car in water doesn't really fit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They're going to have to go with the rubber, wind up rubber band cars. There we go. That'll work. Yeah. That'll work. <laughs> oh, put an electric eel in the tank. It can power the vehicle itself. That's it. Case Problem closed. Solved. Yep, there, there we go. <laughs> Didn't take two scientists, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Just took two douchebags. Two douchebags. <laughs> well... Um, in Seattle, a man suspected of breaking into a Seattle home has refused to come clean about his intentions, even though police found him fully clothed in a bathtub full of water. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, that's like in the I'm um, insane department. Like, yeah. What the hell was that? Did Is he you... washing his clothes? And Is his... that dummy? Doing some know. sort of noise? I don't know. It's like a little alarm bell or something. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Okay. Yeah, we got this... Uh, Anyhow, oh well. Resident uh, homeless person who's yeah, compulsively reorganizing shit. chairs. Yeah. So that's what you hear in the background. Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> being schizophrenic or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. A woman returned to her home Friday night to find a window smash and unknown man inside the house, according to Seattle Police Department. She remained outside the home and called police. Upon their arrival, officers instructed anyone inside to come out. When they got no reply, they went in to search the home and found the suspect in a bathroom. The man was clothed but very wet, and the bathtub was full of water, police said in a statement. The 27-year-old man was arrested for residential burglary and refused to explain his actions, including his choice of a bathing spot, police said. That is weird. Yeah, so that guy's uh, obviously insane. Wouldn't that be weird if it turned out that's where he used to live as a little boy and he just missed his old bathtub? Wouldn't that be weird? You know, I would love to follow up on that if yeah. they have anything about it. Mm. And find out if it was something like that. Like maybe he had a stroke and he reverted back to... Because some people, when they have a stroke... Like, let's say they grew up on a farm and they're in New York City right now. Mm-hmm. They think they're on a bale of hay. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're getting ready to bale this hay. And, like, they're right in the middle of uh, Times Square. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it could have been something like that, I guess. Yeah. Or it could have been someone on crack. Who knows? <laughs> but naked weed. Yep. Did um, I have a few did-you-knows. Oh, I like did-you-knows. Did you know the youngest pope was 11 years old? Whoa. That's pretty small. Yeah. What would an 11-year-old know that would make him qualify as pope? I don't know. i got to read up on it. I'm That's pretty sure scary. it's true. I cross-referenced it, and it looked to be true. Mm. So... 
gosh. And popes generally serve for life, so he probably had a long time as pope. I would think so. I have to look. It was a long time ago I didn't yeah. know that. So, I mean, it wasn't anything near recent history or even in probably the 19th century. Yeah. So. Richard Fussell, did you know Richard Fussell, a tenor performing at New York's Metropolitan Opera House, suffered a heart attack and fell 10 feet from a ladder at the stage just after singing the line, You Can Only Live So Long. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Gosh. What a... That's ironic. Yeah, it is. So... I should start singing about how I'm going to live forever and be very wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> I would advise See against that. See if that spontaneously happens. <laughs> I would oh advise against that just with our luck. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Did <laughs> you know guy. that 60.7% of eligible voters participated in the 2004 president, presidential election? So now all of a sudden I'm getting that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The highest percentage in 36 years. However, more than 78 million did not vote. This means President Bush was re-elected by less than 31% of all eligible voters in the United States. Mm -hmm. But I think it's probably, I don't know why they use this example. I think it's worse now, isn't it? Probably so, yeah. Um, and there's been people who've used that as a, a way to say it's not really a legitimate president because less than half the people voted for him. Well, it doesn't matter. If you if you get more votes than the other people, then he's the president. Yeah. Uh, it's sad that not, not as many people vote. It's a shame that they don't feel like it's in their best interest to vote. Uh, yeah. It's what we got. Yeah. Uh, the way I look at each election is, is when the ads come out saying, this person is a real scumbag and you shouldn't vote for them because they're evil and they're terrible. <laughs> it's like, okay, I believe you, and I believe it about all of you. Yeah. So I don't yeah, want to vote for any of you. Yeah. You know, once exactly. I start seeing the negative ads, it's like you're all scumbags. Yeah, and once they start pointing out something about someone else, you can damn well bet that they've done it too. Yeah. So. Yeah, the negative ads just mean I don't want to vote. I don't want any of you. I think we've covered this one before. Mm -hmm. Did you know that David Bowie used to think that he was being stalked by someone who was dressed like a giant pink rabbit? Bowie noticed the fan at several recent concerts, but became alarmed when he got on a phone and the bunny was also on board, on a plane, on mm. a phone. Wow, giant pink bunny. Yeah, and the guy was on the same plane. You know, he is freaking out. Gosh. I wonder Who if this was his experimental, experimental drug days. Yeah, I imagine so. Probably. Yeah. The, uh, the album that he wrote called Station to Station. Yeah. He, uh, he said he wrote most of that album while he and Iggy Pop were doing uh, just all sorts of different pills in a Manhattan apartment. And they just you know, got wasted over and over and wrote songs. Uh, the song TVC15 on the album is supposedly he thought that the TV was eating Iggy Pop's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. the song kind of grew out of that but yeah David Bowie is no stranger to hallucinations wow <laughs> I liked uh, um, let's see I think it was uh, Glenn Hughes of many different uh, many different hats many different. Deep Purple all different kinds of bands Black Sabbath to name some of the bigger ones and then you know um, now he's in the Dead Daisies 
Uh, David Bowie lived with him for quite a while, mm -hmm. him and his girlfriend. He said they used to have loud, aggressive sex that you could hear like the next five houses down. <laughs> Imagine he's in there going, shit, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, it just seems like wasted energy. You know? Yeah, it does. You it's know, like why a... waste energy making noise when you could be doing something else with yeah, that Yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> Saving it for next time? I don't know. <laughs> it just seems unnecessary. Uh, I know. That's what I thought, too. It's like, why? Why would you even go through? Yeah. You, you want everyone to know what you're doing? Is that it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You need an audience all the time. Yeah. Somehow, I don't think anybody ever in the existence of the planet has ever said, gee, I really enjoyed listening to you people having sex last night. No. No one's ever no. said that. No. No. Mm. no. Most people are like, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> It won't make me come in there with a bucket of ice water. Yeah, yeah. You need to get a crowbar and fucking pry you two away from each other? Is that what's going to happen? Um, did you know that Dr. Samuel A. Mudd was a, the physician who set the leg of Lincoln's assassin, John Wilkes Booth? Uh, oh, and, yeah. That's yeah. where the expression came from. And whose shame created the expression, um, his name is Mud. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, dirt and water mixed together. It's That just happened to be the last name yeah. of the guy. His name could have been Everybody thinks Fairbanks. it's dirt and water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the Amber Alert. Mm -hmm. it was, it's not for the color. It's no. because the little girl's the name, name was, was Amber. Amber. Yeah. So when the Silver Alert comes out, it's like, really? Is somebody named Silver? No. <laughs> I know. It, it, you would think it was that, but yeah. it's actually meant because silver hair. Yeah, most of the people are looking for have silver hair. I'm uh, I'm kind of glad that the the person they named the Amber Alert after wasn't named Jamira Qualisha Mondafree, because then it would be really difficult to say that kind of alert. Oh, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> what if she was like from India and had one of those first names that was like three pages long? You know? <laughs> Faruka Sika. <laughs> Too inconvenient. Fuck it. We'll just call her Amber. Yeah. <laughs> you know, translate it. I read that man Amber. Yeah. Go with that. I heard that Johnny Depp had an Amber alert in his bed. <laughs> Amber heard alert. Amber heard alert. Oh, there is something coming up about that, too. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, remember that skit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, I've just got to get some things done with that. Uh, did you know that Wayne's World was filmed in two weeks? Whoa, that's fast. It is, isn't it? That's really fast. Yep. Especially considering how much money it made. Yeah. Usually the fast movies like that, they're you know, not so good, but wow. Yeah. Uh, did you know that the first Fords had engines made by Dodge? <laughs> Look that up. That's it's funny an as It's hell. an interesting story that's why that hilarious. is. Yeah. Did you know that in ancient Egypt, priests plucked every hair from their bodies, including their eyebrows and eyelashes? I did know that. Ew. Yeah, if you see their faces that they have engraved and all that, yes. It's bizarre. Yeah, isn't it? Hmm. So, um, did you know that 8,100 U.S. troops are still listed as missing in action from the Korean War? Wow. Well, yeah, I could see North Korea not really being in any kind of hurry to uh, send any remains home. I think Vietnam has been very uh, proactive in, in helping to return remains of uh, U.S. servicemen 
Yeah, but, but North Korea, they're they like, don't give screw a you guys. Yeah, they're like, just yeah. stay away. Yeah. yeah. The Kim Jong motherfucker over there yeah, running the country. that little bitch, that little fat bitch, or is it his <laughs> sister? Some people say that he's fucked up and he can't, like, do anything and that his sister's running. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I, I had heard those stories, too, that, uh, that there were uh, medical issues. Um, he was one of, like, what, seven sons that his father had, so he had to fight to get noticed and be picked as successor and basically what won the job for him was he produced this this uh, spectacular propaganda movie about his dad and his reign and what it did and that really sealed oh, yeah. the deal and that got him yeah, yeah. that got him the he deal. actually went to South Korea and kidnapped a husband and wife team that were filmmaker actress kidnapped them and, and took them back to North Korea and forced them to work there for like three or four years <laughs> <laughs> That little bitch, isn't he? You're, yeah, you're talking about a guy that went around killing people because they weren't crying hard enough when his dad died. Yeah, yeah. He set a pack of starving dogs on his uncle and watched them tear him apart. Watched them tear him apart, yeah. That's the kind of guy with his finger on the nuke button in yeah, North it Korea. Yeah, that fucking, yeah. Lovely. That's the kind of guy Dennis Rodman goes and visits. Yeah. He hangs out with and parties and thinks it's great. Lovely. Yep. Um... Let's see. Uh, did you know that uh, Toto was paid $125 per week while filming The Wizard of Oz? Good for him. Good for yeah. him. I wonder wonder what he spent it on. Dog bones, chew toys. I don't know. I wonder if Google... Yeah, nah, nah, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> there was a cat in The Wizard of Oz. Remember the cat? I wonder what it got That paid. he barked at, yeah. and that was why they were going to... So I wonder if he, you know, part of the contract was maybe he gets to go and sniff the cat's butt at least I once bet it is. before maybe filming. Take ends. a little bite off its shit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you know dogs love to smell butt, and, and especially like cat, cat butt, because yeah, cat, cat butt, butt is forbidden butt. That's right. <laughs> Did you know that you'll know this one? Okay. The only member of the band ZZ Top without a beard, his last name was Beard. Yep, Frank Beard. Yep. <laughs> and he's the one that didn't play on, like, half their albums. They used a yeah. drum, drum machine instead. Yeah. <laughs> there was, uh, what was it, the first album, was it Eliminator, the one that, like, got really huge with uh, legs and uh, Yeah, yeah, I think that's a drum machine one. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing. And uh, Frank Beard was there recording during the day, and then at night... Uh, Billy Gibbons would go in with the drum machine and just redo all the parts. Redo all the parts, yeah. I remember and then that. when the final album, or when they're mixing down the final album, Frank Beard heard, heard that and lost his stack, and he said, "Who the fuck is that drumming? Because that's not me." Yeah, who, who's in here trying to replace me? <laughs> and uh, they calmed him down, and they worked. Apparently, they worked out a deal. It's like you can be in the band and you're gonna play the live shows, but in the studio, it's a drum machine. Yeah, they wanted that sound. Yeah, for whatever reason. Um, and at the time when the album came out, there were accusations. Oh, that's a drum machine. He's like, Oh no, no, that's that's. Uh, um, we had Frank. I remember and, that. Yeah, and, and he was there recording. They did everything. They talked around it. They never actually said no. It's not a drum machine. They yeah. said Frank was there and, and we recorded him. Well, but they didn't use the recording. And then someone said, uh, you know, no, bullshit, that's a Fairlight drum machine. Because Fairlight yeah. was the leading brand. 
And he finally came out with saying, I can absolutely guarantee you that no Fairlight was used anywhere on this album. Yeah, I remember that. Because they used a different brand of drum machine. Yeah. But he lied his way all around that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, drum machine on that and pretty much every album since. Mm-hmm. Because Billy Gibbons basically is the band. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. But uh, Frank Beer's like, well, I get to be in the band and still make a bunch of money. Okay. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> okay, all right, do whatever you want with it. Yeah. The electric chair, oh, did you know? The electric chair was invented by a dentist. Yeah. That's true. I don't want to go to that dentist. (laughs) It was promoted by Edison, wasn't it? Yes. Because he was trying to show how that version of electricity was insanely violent and dangerous. They used DC electricity. In yeah. the electric chair, and he was trying to see. See, DC electricity is so dangerous, they use it in the electric chair. <laughs> it's like saying water is so dangerous, they use it in tidal waves and tsunamis. Okay, that's not all it's used for. Edison was such a dick. Oh, I know. <laughs> he stole so much shit, too. Oh. Didn't mean to toe tap you there. Oh. No, you didn't. You actually, I don't know what you tapped. Okay. Do you know that a shrimp's heart is in its head? Oh, funny. I guess that would make sense. It's kind of armored up there. Yeah. Yeah, you tend, I tend to think of anatomy being the same for everything. But, you know, other, other creatures have, you know, like 12 stomachs and four brains. And who knows what a cow has, what, four stomachs? Mm-hmm. It's so weird. No, that's interesting you say cow, because the next question. Oh. Did you know that? It's possible to lead a cow upstairs, but not downstairs. They won't go downstairs? Nope. Funny. I guess they're not built that way. Nope. Huh. No. Well, I could see that. Think about it. I mean, you know, they have four legs, uh-huh. and, you're, and you're going down, and they see down. They're thinking about, like, tumbling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, it, yeah. It is easier to go up than down. Down is the controlled fall. Yeah. And also, I don't think it's real, really within their mind yeah. to be able to go, okay, well, I can just go on this one and then put my back foot on this. They Where would cows going. encounter stairs in nature? Yeah, they, they, they're not equipped. Yeah. So, did you know that all polar bears are left-handed? Oh, weird. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. So, they die early. Yeah. For being yeah. in a right-handed world. Yeah, lefties die three years earlier. So thanks a lot. They're getting extinct because we can't adapt them to a left-handed world. All, and I all think us it's right-handed bullshit. assholes are yeah, just killing fucking, off polar yeah. bears. I did know that polar bears' fur is not white. It's actually clear. Oh, it's the snow that makes it white? It's, it's the light reflects around in the hair. Oh. And... But they actually have they that. have black skin and clear hair, so the sunlight goes through, hits the black skin, and warms them up. Oh, we damn! Wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it just kind of looks white, which also works out well because it's camouflage. Yeah, but uh, the hair itself is actually clear. Did you know that penguins can jump as high as six feet in the air? Oh, that's weird. I don't want to see a penguin at eye height. No, 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 no. <laughs> not eye level. Considering the Penguins actually have a whole bunch of really savage-looking teeth in their mouth. It's a pretty ugly. Yeah, I know. It's, a, it's, it's just like looking down into hell, looking into a penguin's I, mouth. I know. It's kind of scary. When... Yeah, they have all the different rows and going this way, that. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. If one clamps down, you're fucked. Mm. Yeah. So, 
See, I blame Disney because they Disney raised us all to think of all these woodland and wild creatures as being loving and friendly and smiling and have big eyes and they all love their mommies. Yeah. It's like, no, these are wild freaking animals. And they're that all kill. hugging dildos. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, this, these are creatures, creatures just trying to survive the day. Yes. And if they need to kill to do so, they're gonna. But Disney lies to us about, oh, they're also, they, they live in harmony and they love each other. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why those five-year-olds go out there in the petting zoo and get trampled. I know. <laughs> oh, they, no, they're trained not to do this. <laughs> well, there was a big problem in, like, the 60s and the 70s. The people go out to, uh, like, Yosemite, uh-huh. and they go out there and try just walk right up to a bear and put their kid on it and take a picture. There, there were people oh who were God. smearing peanut butter on their little kids' faces and having a bear lick it off so they could get a picture. Because Disney lied to them and told them bears are just these loving, oh, yeah, friendly right. creatures. Yeah. And there are a lot of people just getting the shit mulled out of them. But, I was lying to you. They're wild animals. It's like, no shit, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> How did you live long enough to reproduce exactly, that's if you what didn't I'm know that a bear that is a wild animal? should never live long enough to reproduce. No kidding. <laughs> did, you, did you know it was discovered on a space mission that a frog can throw up? The frog vomits its entire stomach out so the organ is dangling out of its mouth. Oh, I Then the frog uses its forearms to dig out all of its stomach contents and swallows the stomach back down again. That's so disgusting. Isn't that? Yeah. Uh, and uh, it took a every, space mission for them to figure that out, too. Every supermodel now wishes that she were a frog. Yes. You know. <laughs> I would stay so slim. Yep. She has her, you know, three-course meal of one cup of coffee and two cigarettes. And then she has to go purge all that. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, if you ever watch a frog like I have before, you can kind of guess that by the way they do it. Yeah. They have that whole intestine thing that goes out and goes, yeah. yeah. They, they use their eyeballs to help swallow. You see when they swallow, their yes. eyeballs sink down in. They yes, actually they use them to help whole, yeah. push the food down their And gullet. then they blow that bubble out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The bubble. Yeah. Very interesting. Frogs are creature. weird. I, I love frogs, actually. I mean, in my koi pond, I, I take all the pogs, uh, all the frogs out of the pool and put them in the koi, koi pond because mm-hmm. I enjoy them. Yeah. I love hearing them sing at night. I mean, they it's eat just, a lot of nasty bugs. Yeah, they eat a lot of bugs. They're actually great creatures. They're odd, but they're great creatures. Yeah. They don't harm us in any way, and they're really good for yeah. us. I'm happy so. to share share the planet with all sorts of critters, but parasites? Neat. No, no. I don't like any kind of parasite. Nope. Did you know that... The leg bones of a bat are so thin, no bat can walk. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. I don't think hummingbirds can walk either. Mm-mm. No, that's why they're yeah. always constantly in flight. Yeah. I, I did know that a pigeon's feathers are heavier than its bones. If you take all their feathers and all their bones and weigh them, the feathers weigh more than their bones do. Well, how, how are they able to fly? All the bones are hollow. They're very strong, but they're very lightweight. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So, but, you know, you pick up a pigeon, it's like, it's a couple of pounds, but you fly like hell. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The, uh, did you know that the katydid bug hears through holes in its hind legs? What a weird place for an ear. There's a reason I didn't know. I never cared. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> um, did you know that slugs have four noses? Noses? I didn't. I guess I didn't know that slugs had any noses at all. 
Yeah. I know I've, I've seen snails that have like four eye stalks, two long ones and two short ones. Uh-huh. <coughs> but a slug with a nose, let alone four. I mean, I'd be huh. interesting to see what they call a nose. Yeah. You know, does it actually look like a nose or is it, you know? That's the thing, anatomy is <clears throat> it's not so cut and dried. I've, I've read an article that said that it's actually more... Um, correct to say that dogs have two legs and two arms rather than four legs. They said the four ar- the four legs of dogs are actually closer to arms than legs. I didn't know that. So it would be more correct to call them arms. I don't know if that's the way they're built or the way they're used or a combination, but you know, you yeah, just you see a, a critter walking around and you figure, oh, those all four legs. But a kangaroo, you know, it's got arms and legs. Uh-huh. Uh, say like a gorilla... You say that's arms and legs, yet it walks on all fours most of the time. Yeah. It's weird. We, have, we make assumptions about anatomy, and then we get a little change of, interesting. That's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Uh, yeah. I, know, I got to figure out how to, like, get that to stop doing it. A pregnant goldfish is called a twit. A twit. <laughs> and we went over the word twit and never mentioned that, not once. So. Oh. Hey, you know you know the origin of the word nimrod? Uh-uh. You know, what do you think of when you hear nimrod? Um, I think like a really slow, kind of dumb, kind of goofy. Dork, loser. Dorky. Yeah, loser, yeah. Yeah, clueless. Actually, nimrod was a famous... Uh, a fighting person and was very strong and very capable and he's actually a hero. So people are using it wrong. Right. I think it was a Bugs Bunny cartoon or a Daffy Duck or somebody that he sarcastically called somebody a Nimrod. That's like saying, oh, way to go. Like, you know, good job, Sherlock. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When they do something yeah. stupid. Yeah. And then people just, you know, he said, you know, wow, what a Nimrod. And people just thought Nimrod meant a fool, an idiot. But he was being sarcastic, saying, oh, what a hero. That makes sense. So people just picked up the word Nimrod uh, and thinks ran, it's yeah. an insult. But really, it was... It was actually a compliment. Yeah, because there's a bomber so plane. So if you call someone a Nimrod, you actually got to go, oh, great job, Nimrod. Yeah, yeah it's right. actually a compliment. Yeah. But wow. there, I knew a, a woman, I worked with a woman whose last name was Nimrod. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a British aircraft in World War II that was called the Nimrod. I remember that, yeah. And so it's it's not supposed to be an insult. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Imagine if Hercules, you know, was everyone thought that meant somebody who was tiny and weak and, and incapable. Yeah. And it's the same thing, you know. <laughs> we just got the impression that Nimrod was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well... I think I've uh, pretty much emptied my brain. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Anyhow, we would just like to thank everybody that's listening. Our numbers are growing. I mean, really, really, since we've done this live thing, I and mean, it's, it's exploded. It's also really working out to have you all go and, and you know, do some uh, downloads on other people's computers without them knowing it. That's yes, really yeah. helping to bump yeah, the numbers please up. Please do. So. Keep doing that. Yes. Yeah. Your place of work, your uh, when you go to church, your, your school. Yeah. Just wherever you can find an unattended library. Punch someone in the face. You find an unattended computer, just you know, make it download every episode to buff our numbers up. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And, and we <laughs> don't care we don't care if you get in trouble or not, it's not us. So, right, yeah. right, right. So if you punch somebody in the face, take their cell phone and download our show. 
But we're not bailing you out. No, no, no. no. And we'll, we'll say thank you. Yeah, and, and then it. we'll pretend we never know, never knew you, and yeah. never heard of you before. Yeah, and hopefully they don't listen to this podcast <laughs> and figure it out. So anyhow, just a big thank you for all you guys. Uh, we're doing very well, and um, like we said, this our envision was to replicate as much as we can. Look, we don't have a stunt guy or nothing like that. We don't have a guy going out fucking with people or nothing like that. No man on the street. No. Nope, and we don't have as many skits and as many songs and stuff like that is. And about as much as you can with the budget we have and the two <laughs> yeah. douchebags that we have, we're trying to replicate and give a big hug and thank you to 70s, 80s, and 90s morning show radio, yep. which pretty much no longer exists. Yeah. You still have people like Bubba doing a decent job, but I mean, I mean this show's Nothing great, like it used to be. But it's not like it used to be, and yeah. he had to change, in all fairness, to stay. So, you know, and Stern is just nothing anymore yep. you know and and that kind of show we still have Johnny Dare but like we said his, his show's not the same we lo- we loved back in the days when a lot of the stuff had never been done before yeah yeah and, so there's a lot of you know, yeah and don't get me wrong ground. yeah I'm not I'm not dogging Bubba or or Johnny or anybody anybody like that that's still doing a show what it is is it's changed and it's not the show that we grew up on. Yeah. And we're trying to replicate that as much as possible. And we're getting better as we go. And we're going to have more skits and more different voice actors. So, you know, hang with us. Keep listening. We're like the classic rock radio station of morning radio. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, <laughs> enjoy it. We hope you take it for what it is. Just fun. Just fun. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Yep, and I haven't said fuck you to my old job in quite a while, so let me say that right now. Fuck you guys. You guys are idiots. So, anyhow. And we would like to thank all the homeless people around here for moving chairs constantly throughout this podcast. Yeah, yeah, because it wouldn't be the same without that. Your OCD really helped the production value. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. (laughs) Bye. Bye. To douchebagsandmicrophone.net, your one stop for douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Hey, where'd everybody go? Where the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.